Oh, nice fade. Nice oh, fade. Yeah. <laughs> Talented fade. We're not going to tell you how we were doing that. <laughs> With it, was, it was Rachel. I was singing it. She's doing it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Access Hockey MI, the podcast with the Anderson Ooh. sisters. Thank you for joining We already had the music. Oh. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about a bunch of jerks. <laughs> and if you're familiar with these jerks... You're going to know I'm talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. That was very nicely put. Yeah, well, thanks Don Cherry for that lovely little tagline for cheers this to season. Don. Cheers to the cherry. We can cheers our cups. Cheers to it. Nailed it. We have That's cups. for you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Carolina today and all that that involves. So Carolina Hurricanes are the NHL team. Their AHL affiliate, American Hockey League affiliate, is the Charlotte Checkers. And the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes is actually... Rod Brendamore, who Rodney, Rodney Brendamore, Rodney. who actually was a player who won the only Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes in 2006. He's the coach of the Carolina. I know Hurricanes. how she knows that. <laughs> she's she's mocking me now. <laughs> she's watching old game. <laughs> yeah, that's how I first picked it up. Okay, but yeah, he started in May 2018. So he's pretty fresh, and I think for his first season, not too shabby. He did pretty darn well. Why don't yeah. you talk about it? Yeah, I'd, I'd do it. Say. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to talk about Rod, or do you want me to talk about Carolina? Whichever one you want to talk about. Both man. did pretty darn well. I think. I think from the start, they got off to a really rough start, especially before the whole bunch of jerks thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Came off. I mean, they 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 weren't acting as a team. They had a lot of fresh, like be, between Svechnikov and Aho alone. They had incredible talent, right? But they weren't finding a way to channel it, right? Which happens all the time. It does because they you got the star player thing, and Sveshnikov had a lot to prove. He's a fantastic kid, love him to death. Mm-hmm. But with a team like that, where you've got a handful of, of playmakers and very very skilled players, it's important. Like we talked about it last week, like with Edmonton, mm-hmm. to have those players to come around them and create that team atmosphere. And I think it took up until that bunch of jerks moment. To actually find something that they worked well together. Yeah, around. and I think and a lot of people, um, if you're not familiar with the Carolina Hurricanes, their run, they made it to the conference finals. They lost against Boston. Mm-hmm. They were swept, so four games to nothing. That broke is, my heart. Well, it was, I think, a big shock because they had just gotten through mm-hmm. other teams that were, I, I mean, they proved it, that mm-hmm. they could make it. And I'm not sure what happened or what the what the fall apart was there. Boston's an experienced playoff. They team. are. I think for a sure. lot of times in playoffs, it comes a lot of it does come down to experience. Granted, St. Louis really they didn't have experience coming into it, but mm-hmm. Boston they've been around a long time. They've been to the playoffs and have cups before. They knew exactly what they were getting into. And yeah, Carolina I think was kind of caught off guard. Yeah, probably. And I do think that that the coaching of the Carolina Hurricanes really did help Mm -hmm. their success. And as said before, Rod Brindmore is the coach of them now, so he has been since 2018, May, um, and he will continue to be, I think, for the foreseeable. I'm not actually sure how long his contract is. Let me find that. She's going to find it. Let me find it. Um, But he had actually only one Stanley Cup, and that was with the Hurricanes, and that came off off of a seven-game or a game seven win against Edmonton in 2006. So he had waited 15 years to win a cup because he was drafted by St. Louis. Ugh. He had played for Philly as well. Such a long time. I know. Wait for a cup. I know it. And his work ethic, and he was—he's known as one of the most defensive offensive players, defensive yeah. forwards. And I think because he was the assistant coach 
from 2011 until 2018 when he it was a natural choice I think for them to move him up to that because he's been around the team's organization for so long yeah and you get those players who played who don't do so well in the coaching position and then you get the ones who he came out and I feel like he came out of nowhere and I think the team was built up by that and you know, by a vet who knew his stuff. Yeah. Well, he did a lot of great things in Philadelphia, too. I mean, yeah. We hated him a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> no one really liked Philly at any point. I was going to say, Philly is a <laughs> grinding team. No offense to Philly fans, but they're kind of jerks, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Their mascot helps now. But, I mean, when he was with them, too, I mean, he put up an intense amount of points. He was consistent. Yeah practically never missed a game mm-hmm. in his consecutive seasons where he was at every single game and that's a lot of work mm-hmm. and then when you take that over to Carolina he brought his work ethic with him so naturally it would flow over into what happens on the bench because he as a player was a workhorse and I think mm-hmm. that's what he expects out of his guys yeah regardless sure. of talent so level. you had mentioned a couple players that we think I think we're agreed in the these two guys really helped the Aho Carolina and Hurt. Yeah. Yep. Sebastian Aho and Andre Svechnikov are two. Sounds I like you say... said Svechnikov. He's <laughs> making up a new name. <laughs> Svechnikov. <laughs> but they are, I would say, two breakout players mm-hmm. that um, Svechnikov last season had his best season as far as games played and points as well. So he had 83 points in 82 games. And in the playoffs, he had 15 games played with 12 points. He contributed. Pretty he, dang good. And yeah. that's why they fought, because if you were keeping up with trade news, that's why they fought mm-hmm. to keep him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid, he's gonna he's a terror. I read recently that they had said that, you know, he had received they were gonna they knew they were gonna match the offer because he received counter offers and they knew they got the offer at two forty AM and they counter offered at two forty two because they were, like team, they matched it. They I was like, gonna say Carolina to they know who they have to keep and and I mm-hmm. think he's a key to their success going forward. Yeah. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about their prospects in a little bit. Yay. Um and then Andrei Sveshnikov, he was the draft pick Correct me if I'm wrong. He's number two, 2018. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. So he is number two overall, 2018, coming off. And like I said, Carolina, they haven't. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. They haven't even gotten to the playoffs. I feel like you should simulate a lot of pages turning at this point. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can. <laughs> she has real Basically, paper, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the tool of the computer. I do. I do. I write it all out. Um, but he actually, he only played. Nine games in the playoffs and a five points, but that's largely in part to Injury. his fight with Alex Ovechkin. You don't, so. you just, you don't, you don't pick a fight with Ovi. No, he's a bear. We I mean, you don't give him props for trying, though. Yeah, that's and a, I think that gutsy. there was, I think there was a lot of. I think I Ovi just, held back. He, I don't know. He could, <laughs> but then he still went a little far. You know. That's a whole other podcast, but um, going too far in fights—that would be a fun one. That would be a fun one. But um, so yeah, Andrei Sveshnikov and Sveshnaho, I think, are two Mm -hmm. big contributors to as far as like the—they're both kind of small guys. Yeah, but But Aho has always been a very skilled player, though his skating has always been really, really fine. But I think he finally has been able to consistently find the back of the net instead of trying to finesse his way through Mm -hmm. all the time. Actually being a part of a play, not just being the play himself. I think a lot of players get stuck on that, and I think Aho really, he, he found a way to make the team work with him. Yeah, and I think that that's, well, they all, we used brotherhood as mm-hmm. just what it looked like to me, and you could think that the 
you know, the celebrations was, as Don Cherry said, a bunch of jerks, but they were just happy to be winning and yep. happy to be playing hockey and happy to be doing it together, and I think that that's a testament mm-hmm. to the team. I think another player, though, too, um, that really stood out during that time was Jacob Slavin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Because I think he's one of those guys that, amidst the Ajos, and every team's got him. Like, we talked about McDavid last week, but Slavin, he's he's not a super um, flashy player, mm-hmm. but he's hefty, he's gritty, and he's very, very talented. Yeah, oftentimes patient. those players make the way yeah, for yeah. the back of yeah. the net. You know, he's, well, he was really patient with the puck, too. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire playoffs that, that we did watch, He, whenever he did touch the puck, it wasn't like he was rushing to get something done and prove a point. He knew exactly what he had to do and where he had to be and set somebody up. So I think that was a huge... Huge benefit, especially for players like Ahu, who can can squeak in. Ahu, 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 who can squeak into those little places, and Sveshnikov, who obviously is he's a Russian and he skates just like his brother. Yeah, he's got fluidity. <laughs> so, um, fluid. Andrei Sveshnikov's brother is Detroit Red Wings Evgeny Sveshnikov. Yes. I almost didn't say the Evgeny. I almost just yeah. said Svech, which is the same as the other <laughs> one. <Svech's>. So. <laughs> you got Gino. And baby Gino. Exactly. Um, (laughs) One weak link, I would say, in Carolina could be part of the reason they didn't make it too far. Or not too far. The reason they didn't completely make it is goaltending. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Um, I think so. Peter Morasic came from Philadelphia Flyers at the point he went to Carolina. Who we originally came from us. Exactly. We know him as from the Detroit Red Wings, where... He posted, he actually did post okay numbers last year. Yeah. He had a 2.39 goals against and a .914 save percentage, which is good in 40 games. Yeah, that's, yep, that's, that's not good. bad. And it shows, you it's know, he was stopping pucks. Right. <laughs> um, but as far as his attitude, I think he is a very plateaued player. That's always been a sticky point. Even when he was in Detroit, we've, we, we have always had issues with goalies. I think yeah. there's kind of... For at least me, I just automatically don't like goalies. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to get to like a goalie. Nadelko, Nadelko, I just slap it Got to warm up. He's good anyway. But Morasic, when he was with Detroit, I mean, even we noticed he was cocky mm-hmm. and he didn't take correction well. And if something happened, it got to him very visibly. And goalies, especially, I mean, if you look at uh, Braden Holtby during their Stanley Cup run, mm-hmm. he was. Super cool, super chill. There's a couple times that, yeah, he was obviously frustrated, but goalies have such an important part to keep the puck calm and control the game at the very I last I can't imagine being a goalie. I've said it so yeah. many times. That's the one position I'd never want to play. Right, and I think even when we saw Mrazek, he, he would lose his cool and lose his temper, and we talked to Brian Mahoney-Wilson, who is... <laughs> um, he is the, the goaltending coach for the Griffins, who said that he kind of had reached this point where he was unteachable. And that, which I imagine is very hard for a goaltending coach. <laughs> exactly, where you're like, I'm trying to do my job, and you won't even do yours or listen to me. But I, I can definitely see Morassic as being kind of a, a, what would the word be? What's that Just thing prickly. that hangs around the neck of someone? Um, it's like a, I know what you're talking like about. a concrete thing. I can't, yeah. I can't think of it. But it's something really I'm sure heavy. You're right. It's um, another word so for burden. That's yeah. That's Carolina, and I think that that would be one weakness that I would foresee and he is signed I think for another two years Mm -hmm, he extended um and so that's kind of a okay well I guess we'll see where that goes and you know what he could do great and it could be fine a lot of good 
goaltenders coming up, though, with the Well, let's first talk about... So, Charlotte Checkers is their farm team. So, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about the Red Wings, the Grand Rapids Griffins are their farm team. So, same relationship with Charlotte and Carolina. Um, and they have been their parent team from 2010. So, they've had quite a bit of time with the Charlotte Checkers. So, that means they can swap players if they've got um, two-way contracts. They just, this past season, so 2019, won the Calder Cup. So that is the Stanley Cup yeah, of that, the AHL. That is the PSD And they resistance. beat the Chicago Wolves, which we were delighted about yeah. because we can't tell you how. I would have cheered for San Antonio <laughs> if they were playing I would have Chicago. cheered for anyone against Chicago. I feel like in every podcast and every video, we always mention at least once how much we don't like Chicago. Well, let's talk about how the Checkers play at Bojangles Coliseum. <laughs> you gotta love a team that plays at Bojangles, Bojangles. Coliseum. She wouldn't let me play the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your own good. But they, we watched that entire series. We kept up with the Calder Cup playoffs probably more so honestly than the NHL playoffs. Oh yeah, I, I think we've always found a little bit more interest in the in the AHL. I think it's mostly because the AHL makes it possible for you to watch it ah, yes, for yes. cheaper than getting a you whole stinking TV You don't have package. to sell your firstborn child to watch one game and then have it not work. Right. So Hello. a lot of... <laughs> so they've had five playoff appearances in the last nine seasons, and a lot of this, they had last season, this past season, one of the most talented teams. Clearly, oh they goodness, won the Cup, yeah. but they had one of the most talented teams. They had Trevor Carrick, Hayden Fleury... Martin Natchez, Alex Nadelkovich, who was the goaltender Rachel was trying to say earlier. I said he, it later. <laughs> he was incredible and mm-hmm. unstoppable. And I think one of the major reasons they were able to win because oh, yeah. that guy was insane. So many, a lot of those goals, a lot of those blocks came down to these ridiculous sprawling saves. Amazing. Like, How is the human his, body able to eye, do that? He was just able to keep up mm-hmm. with the puck, and he's currently listed in Elite Prospects as on Hurricanes roster. So he, I believe, will be backing up Mrazek yeah. or he's, starting. He's, he's he, better. <laughs> he's worth a good look. I, I mean, think so. He's. I feel like he's kind of like um, Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Who, he he came out of the AHL. Um, for St. Louis this last season, mm-hmm. came out of San Antonio into the, the which was their AHL affiliate. Absolutely crushed it. Won he a did, Stanley, yeah. and I think there's a lot of teams now who are kind of looking at the AHL, going, "Oh wait, maybe there are good players who oh, are ready." There's so many. And speaking of which, I just looking at the team, the current roster as it is now, and the um, roster going forward. There are a lot of the guys from the Calder Cup win that will not be returning yep. to Carolina. Yeah. So that being included will be Patrick Brown, who was the captain, mm-hmm. who is going to the Chicago Wolves. He was slash. an incredible part He of that team. is Doug Brown of the Red Wing, formerly of the Red Wings' mm-hmm. son. So that's a fun fact for you. Um, <laughs> Yurko is leaving. Nicholas Waugh is leaving. Jo- Josiah hurt. Didier is leaving. That's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Dan Renoff, Zach Nastasiak, both those guys were Grand Rapids as well. Yep. All of these players who played such a vital role in the win of the Calder Cup mm-hmm. are now leaving, yeah. which we saw in Grand Rapids when we won 16-17. Oh, yeah. After that season, we lost like six or seven Decimated. guys. You know, ben Street, Eric Tangrady, Dan Renoff, Zach Nastasiak, yes. uh, Kyle Criscolo. So many him. guys. Pace, our captain. Yep, so Pace. many guys that helped us win. All up. Nosek. Yeah. Stinking no sex. Vegas, I hate expansion year. It sucks. Expansion year is hard. I'm not excited for Seattle. Why are you a team? <laughs> but they also lost Sorella, Alexi Sorella, mm-hmm. which he was a big part of their win too. So 
the AHL and they're transitioning because the AHL is a transitional league for the mm-hmm. most part, and they are a development and a farm system for their parent yeah. team. So you got to get used to though. You got to get used to those teams fluctuating so much. That's why it's so hard in the AHL to win back to back cups. Yeah, it just it, it almost never happens. In fact, I don't know if it ever has. Because there's always so much turnover. Mm-hmm. Because these the NHL teams, they've got, okay, here's our roster. Here's our really expensive contracts. They have to hang on to those guys. It's a lot harder to trade players in the NHL than it is the AHL. And then oftentimes you're getting, like, um, you're getting calls up and mm-hmm. guys on Carolina might get injured. And then mm-hmm. you need someone from. So it's really hard being in similar playoff seasons to where you could have a different roster, different lines every yep. night just because you're trying to make up for the lost guys. But yep. um, needless to say, Charlotte did very well last season. And I can only imagine it's due to – it's very interesting to me that they both did well mm-hmm. in the same season. They both kind of jump-started. Yeah. I think – I wonder if it had a lot to do with them just feeding off of the energy of the other team. Yeah, I don't know how much that actually – because the, the season the Griffins won in 16-17 – the Wings did not do well. No, which is, so that's it's, why it's interesting. Yeah, so we had a lot of those really good players, and you almost wish you could kind of transplant that energy and chemistry mm-hmm. over to the NHL team where you're like, hey, this works, guys. But I think it's just a matter of finding those really strong pieces that just fit. Yeah. And, you know, I think especially in a Brown situation, he probably thought, you know, hey, this is his last chance to really catch their eye and potentially get pulled. If not, then... You know, he's Which, off Yeah, it's crazy because he was a captain mm-hmm. from 2016 up until mm-hmm. 2019. And right. he had been, for the most part, with Charlotte. And I thought, to me, seeing him play, he's an elite player. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish that everybody who worked as hard as some of these AHL guys yeah. and were as talented as some of these AHL guys got a shot because I feel right. like it's because, I mean, teams are set, basically. Can right. you imagine being in the original six, and you're trying to get noticed by one team. Right, and, and it's just log-jammed everywhere. I was just going to say, so many other players are already on that team. I wonder and how it would be if they limited how many picks a team could get instead of doing this, like, 10, 12 picks in a draft. Mm-hmm. If it was almost limited, so then your, your prospect pool, yeah, it's not as deep, but you're getting more guys that have been developed. They're getting a chance. There's so many, and... I mean, that's why I think a lot of NHL guys end up going to overseas and signing just because they're going to get more play time. They're Mm going to probably get more money, honestly. They're going to get just, I think it comes down to more play time, (laughs) you know, and if they're not getting noticed. Well, and that's a lot of the players in the the ECHL, that's the East Coast Hockey League. So each team has an East Coast hockey team that they feed off of. So it's NHL, AHL, ECHL, and in some cases you got the Western Hockey League. There's a lot of hockey leagues. So the ECHL is still pro, but a lot of the guys that we've talked to, especially here in Grand Rapids, they like playing there. They don't mind it because they're still getting paid, but they get way more ice time. Yeah. But then, you know, then then they end up almost getting forgotten. And this is something that we've always talked about, how there's so many prospects. There's always new one coming in that you forget and pass over the ones that are good and ready, like Pat Brown. Yeah. You know? And I do wonder what, because they had to have, I, I can't imagine, because being a captain and giving as much to the team as he did, to see him go, and like along with Nicholas Waugh and Josiah yeah. Didier. And- Waugh is one that we watched at the Prospect Tournament a few mm-hmm. seasons back, along with, well, they've got Gautier still, um, mm-hmm. and then Hayden Fleury, who we watched, Martin Nachos, who we watched too in the Prospect Tournament. Yeah. All these guys are drafted around the same time. They're on the same level almost. I think that's why usually it takes an AHL team 
a little bit to get their chemistry back because yeah. Grand Rapids has seen this countless times, and I think that um, I'm interested to see how Charlotte's going to do coming into the start of the season just because you're trying to figure out who you're playing yeah. with, who's your line mate. You're good but then for again, them, it's, that's, that's the transition of hockey. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a very transitional. It you, is. See, you feel like you see the same guys on the same team over and over yeah. again. You see you see some guys that are signed for, like, was it Vasilevsky just signed for, what, seven or eight years yeah, or something? So there's so. a couple of those guys who are literally probably going to live and die with that team until mm-hmm. they retire. Um, until there's that huge shocker trade. And <laughs> that <laughs> always happens. The, the weeping and gnashing of teeth right. trade. Yeah, I think it the always The good happens. thing with, with Charlotte and Carolina together, though, they've kept a couple players that I think they're really, really going to be paying attention to, especially with... Brenda Moore being in the seat that he is, I think he's probably a little bit more focused on the development because he was once one of those players. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a player like that to be a coach so then they can see how these players are actually developing, where they're going to fit long-term in the team, or if not. So like Nachos, mm-hmm. he did phenomenal at the tournaments that we've seen him at. Yeah. He was very impressive. He's gotten a he few did. chances up with yeah. Charlotte, too. Yeah, and he's I mean, he's still kind of small. I think he's one, 189 at 6'2", so he's still kind of a lightweight, but... He's very, very quick. Patrick Brown, very smart. fun fact, is 214 pounds ish, wow. and he's like six foot something. Wow. Yeah. That's. That's pretty hefty yeah. for a forward. I mean, fourteen. So I feel like that's pretty hefty. I'm five ten. I'm trying to imagine packing <laughs> a few extra pounds and what that would feel like. But, but why don't you? What are some of the prospects that they, you're Carolina? About? I think has done a really good job drafting the last couple seasons. So obviously, are we this, nervous? We, we should be nervous. Um, <laughs> to, to we've done lightly, good too. We've done great. There's other teams that probably are looking at their recent drafts, going, "Okay, so we just kind of bombed that one." Um, so this last entry draft, they picked Ryan Suzuki first mm-hmm. overall, or for their first pick. So he's 28th overall. Mm-hmm. Ryan Suzuki is a very, very, very skilled player. Yes, um, he is. So they're going to be they're going to be making bank with him in no time. Um, a couple of them that are a little bit further back though that I think are worth watching. So they've got Gautier right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and he's obviously doing doing really really well out of his draft league. They have Jake Bean, mm-hmm. who is one that he's definitely worth keeping. He was on the team last year. Or yeah, the call or he's kind of slowly making his way up, but I think he'll take hey, one more season. He'll just any way you want to get there, yeah. as long as you get yeah. there, exactly. <laughs> that's fine. So, and I think Lucas Walmark mm. is another one that's kind of in their draft pool. I think he's one that's worth keeping an eye on as well. He's because I remember seeing him at the prospect tournament, and he's he kind of sits back a little bit. He's not lazy, but. He's not one of those super bold players. Mm-hmm. He's subtle, yeah. which is really, really nice and refreshing because a lot of times you have players trying to do too much, too big of plays, and they just mess it up. Mm-hmm. He's very, very subtle, so I think he's going to be a good one. Um, Noah Hannafin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he is not with them anymore. But he, as far as being part of their prospect pool at one point in time, they picked him very, very well. So had they retained him in the AHL like they should have, he's with Pat Brown. I mean, those kind of players, like, they they pick well. Yeah. They pick really, really well. That's something that's a bummer about um, the transition of hockey mm-hmm. is because you get real excited about some of these prospects, and then all of a sudden you, they get traded. Then and they you're like, break your heart. wait a minute, we didn't even get to see him or his capacity, but mm-hmm. I think that's just because you have these slots you got to fill. Unfortunately, not everybody can get the job. That's why there's so many leagues. Yeah. That's why there's so many teams. And that's why the elite get... Well, yeah, and that's why it's such a slender league. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that I think is probably going to be a pain in the butt, he was with Charlotte and with Carolina, and he's going to be assigned to Charlotte this year, 
is Yanni Kokkonen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been with him for a couple seasons, but he's being... Those Finns, man. Those Finns know how to play some hockey, <laughs> They <man>. do. <laughs> but, I mean, even... So, in the NHL last season, so 48 games, 38 points. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty dang flipping good. That's consistent. So, yeah, and he... All he can, I, I like consistency. Yeah, and he had a few, a few short stints with Carolina, so just a couple games in the NHL where he didn't really get any points, but... Every time he's with Charlotte and in Charlotte, he's producing something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's one of those things where if you give him a couple more seasons, maybe just one more season, it'll be that breakout season yeah. type thing that we were talking about with the others, where mm-hmm. it finally clicks. Um, and he's kind of he's he's a little older. He's twenty one, so <laughs> he's. I he's, mean, Aho's twenty two. <laughs> old kids. <laughs> Andre's what nineteen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Happy birthday, Andre. <laughs> But I think their, their prospect pool is really, really good. They do a great job of, of picking. Mm-hmm. Um, they go for a lot of Euros, um, yeah. a, a ton of Euros, which I think the, the Wings kind of... They know kinda, how to play hockey, that's for sure. They, yeah, they definitely do. It's a different breed over there. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely but, different to get used to over here on American yeah. Ice. And but with him, countless times. Well, and they've got Morgan Geeky still, too. Mm-hmm. And he was a big deal last season. He was a huge part of the team along with Brown. He was out on his shift a lot of the time together. Yeah. And so whenever Geeky was on the ice, something was happening. Yeah. So I think a lot of these kids, you just give them another year or two, and you'll be seeing them with Carolina. And if not, then they're going to move on to a team that wants them. Yeah, I think so, too. So, um, recap, Carolina Hurricanes, they lost in the conference final. Um, but we still think that they've <laughs> the got... Conference final. <laughs> they still have a lot to offer. And I'm really excited for this season to see kind of where that goes. Same goes for Charlotte that won the Calder Cup, the mm-hmm. AHL. Um, I'm interested to see how they do after all these changes. I mean, because they no doubt got some good right. talent to replace it. But it's still hard getting rocked that much. And then Rod Brindamore, who is the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, was a player for Carolina. And you should go watch his final game because it's good. Because <laughs> he wins. It is worth mentioning, 2006. too. Um, teams like St. Louis and Carolina and the Wings, they're all at the Prospect Tournament, which mm-hmm. we've mentioned. I've mentioned a couple times. Mm-hmm. So... It's worth checking out. It's super cheap. It's Traverse City, ten bucks, and you go see these prospects play before yeah, they even hit the amazing. NHL stage. It's a ton of fun just to watch these guys where they start. Yeah, domestically so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and all that information. So go to our website, of course, and then check out our YouTube. Make sure you plug this podcast. Tell people about it. Um, we'd really like to get some uh, of your friends listening with you. That would be great. <laughs> this is how we socialize. <laughs> <laughs> talk to us. Okay, well, we'll see you next time. We'll talk, talk to you next time. time. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, bye, guys.